0: Monday morning and you know what that means dreamers once again coming to you from the isolation station of love It's another episode of Dawes does disney Hopefully your week is getting off on a very good note gonna bring you a little bit of disney news because it's me It's me. It's the doz coming to you solo this week. No Steffers, So if you are a fan of Steffers, I apologize uh, couldn't get our schedules, uh, copacetic, is the kids like to say, and uh, also a little peeksy behind the curtain, I'm recording this episode with a pretty killer migraine, so I apologize if this podcast isn't up to the standards or the production standards that you have come to expect on this very fine quote-unquote podcast but uh there is some disney news that does need to be talked about in the universe uh unfortunately once again it's kind of some uh downer news because i thought when i started this podcast we could talk about fun and whimsical stuff like you know Roller coasters opening and, uh, you know, festival announcements and, uh, you know, reviews of places to go eat and drink in the World Showcase or, you know, uh, their new russ being born in the animal kingdom, but no, once again, the real life rears its ugly head into the most magical place on earth, into our uh, happy place. Uh, we have an update on uh, Disney's response, or maybe lack thereof, response when it comes to the supposed "don't say gay" bill in the Florida state legislature. We have uh, to talk about the uh, controversial chant that a high school performed in their march in the magic kingdom. Uh we have some covid updates both here in the states and uh on the disney international side but after that we do have some actual honest to god in the park pertaining to the park uh news to talk about. So uh buckle up babies it's going to get uh, this is going to be a um it's going to be an episode, I promise. But first, uh, an update from last week with the uh, Don't Say Gay Bill being proposed in the Florida State Legislature. A new website uh, with the URL whereischapic.com, which uh, claims to be put together by the Walt Disney World Company's LGBTQIA plus community and their allies. The website is or- is an organizing ground for planned walkouts across various lines of businesses over what it claims is the company's quote apathy in the face of the bigoted don't say gay bill put forth by the florida state legislature from the website itself quote the recent statements and lack of action by the walt disney world corporation leadership regarding the don't say gay or trans bill have utterly failed to match the magnitude of the threat to the LGBTQIA plus safety represented by this legislation. As a community, we have been forced into an impossible and unsustainable position. We must now take action to convince the Walt Disney World Corporation to protect employees and their families in the face of such open and unapologetic bigotry. Starting the week of March 14th, we will begin a series of collective action together in order to make our voices and demands heard, end quote. Looking around on the website, whereischapic.com, they have scheduled walkouts. Uh, They have what looks like a Google document saying what time the walkouts are on each day. It looks like it's between 3 and 3.15 on each day, uh, with it culminating on a full walkout on this upcoming Tuesday, March 22nd from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And it does say, please note to fellow Walt Disney World Corporation employees, you are protected to act while on break for the daily break walkouts. But the full-scale walkout that will take place on Tuesday, March 22nd, is not a legally protected action. Take your own situation into account before choosing to participate. You can then go through the rest of the website. They have a... um, lack of a better term, the list of their demands, what they want to see happen, uh, including a tempor- or saying a temporary pause is not enough. Uh, they require a commitment from the Walt Disney World Corporation uh, to do better. They must reaffirm the company's commitment to protect and advocate for its LGBTQIA plus staff. It must take responsibility for their inaction to protect the rights of the lgbtqia plus children and their families um this has continued to be a very hot button issue i don't see this going away anytime soon uh unfortunately even with the walkout scheduled to end with the fully uh scheduled walkout this tuesday uh so, unfortunately, keep it locked because I have a feeling this is not going to be the last that we hear about this. But, I mean, this, this, in my opinion, in this podcaster's opinion, this isn't a business decision. This is a human rights situation. And Disney should have done a better job standing up for their LGBTQIA plus staff and community in the first place. And I'm glad that Disney got there eventually. I'm just kind of upset that it took them this long dragging their feet to get there. But like I said, probably not the last we're going to hear about this situation. So uh, keep an eye on the socials and uh, keep it locked on this podcast, because I have a feeling we're going to be talking about this again in the future. Moving on to more cheery news, I say in a sarcastic way. Voice. Last week, starting on March 16th, Disney World announced that they will be removing the face mask mandate for two modes of their transportation. Starting on March 16th, face coverings will be fully optional for fully vaccinated guests on the Disney Skyliner, and this will also apply to fully vaccinated guests on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser while traveling to and from the Halcyon Star Cruiser and Batuu. Now, if you've been following along with the launch of the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, you've kind of heard that social distancing and masks have kind of been kind of lax, to say the least, and numbers have been kind of waning, so to speak, when it comes to uh, COVID, though, as Steffers and I discussed last week on this podcast. This pandemic is not over, and we're seeing reports at the end of the news cycle this past week of a new variant. I believe it's called BA2 COVID or something like that popping up in Europe, and some cases have started showing up in the New York, New Jersey area, though I do believe I saw them say, while it is contagious. It's not as virulent as the uh, as the Omicron variant was. So silver lining question mark. But again, going back to something I've said on previous podcasts, I'm a podcaster. I'm not a medical expert. You need to speak to your primary provider. You need to speak to a doctor that you trust. You need to speak to a medical expert. Don't listen to any podcaster. That includes me. That includes Steffers. That includes Joe Rogan and everybody in between. And what Steffers said last week, I think resonates very, very well here, too. Do what you're comfortable with. Don't put yourself in situations where you're like, I, my spidey sense is kind of going off. But make good choices. Make good choices. And, uh... And another COVID protocol update, Disney is removing uh, plexiglass from point of sales and uh, close interaction areas around the Walt Disney World Resort. This is just another instance of Disney dropping, you know, some of the COVID-19 safety measures that they have had in place since they reopened in July of 2020, when, you know, they've had to deal with, as I vaguely wave my arms at the world burning, um. Yeah. So again, going back to what Steffer said, going back to what I just said, what Steffer said, uh, be safe. Only do what makes yourself feel comfortable. If you still feel like you need to be wearing a mask, go for it. Uh, I don't think anybody is going to shame you. And well, more importantly, they, nobody should shame you. And if they do, shame on them. Uh, anyways, it is expected that Plexiglass will continue to be removed from around the Walt Disney World Resort in the coming weeks as the company looks to return to a sense of normalcy. Uh, but on the other side of the world and on the other side of the coin when it comes to COVID-19, this came out today, uh, March 20th, the day that I am recording this. Shanghai Disney kind of surprisingly has announced that it will be closing temporarily starting Monday, March 21st, due to, quote, the current pandemic situation and a reopening date has not been identified yet. Uh, The announcement from the Shanghai Disney Resort reads as follows, quote, due to the current pandemic situation, Shanghai Disney Resort, including Shanghai Disneyland, Downtown, and Wishing Star Park will be temporarily closed from Monday, March 21st, 2022. We will continue to monitor the pandemic situation and consult local authorities, and will notify guests as soon as we have a confirmation date to resume operations. We apologize for the inconvenience and will provide refund or exchange for all guests impacted during this period. Thank you for your understanding and cooperation. We look forward to seeing you soon. Shanghai Disney Resort, end quote. So it's kind of weird. Um, Here in the States, we see Disney removing mask requirements on certain forms of transportation. Now, not all forms of transportation. This was just in Skyliners and transportation to and from the Galactic Star Cruiser. We still have mask mandates in place if you're riding a Disney bus, if you're still riding the monorail, if you're still riding some of the boats, you're still gonna need to be rocking your mask. But we also see Disney removing the plexiglass at point of sales options. On the flip side of the coin, and on the other side of the world, Shanghai Disney is having to shut it down due to, quote, current pandemic situations. Hopefully this is just a blip on the radar. Hopefully this is uh, just, you know, a little hiccup and not a sign of things to come. This is a situation that kind of keep an eye on. But, you know, again, be safe, make good decisions. So that's Dr. Landon's Medical Corner. Let's pivot to this week's latest... Oh, my God. I can't believe this is happening story. So I'm sure if you've been following Disney and social media, you have seen the... High school marching band from Port Neches Groves High School out of Texas. Uh, they were performing in the Magic Kingdom, uh, not unlike other high schools from around uh, America. That has to be a highlight for these students, uh, getting to perform in the most magical place on Earth, marching right down Main Street USA. It's a memory that they'll have for life for the rest of their life. But I have a feeling it's something that other people will remember for the rest of their life because uh, their performance, uh, the Indianettes, as it were, their cheerleaders in the marching band. Uh, they had a chant that, I'm going to be honest, I don't really feel comfortable saying. Uh, so if you want to find out what they said, you can do a Google search. Just know it is a negative depiction of Native Americans. And uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. And if you do a quick Google search of this high school, you can see that this is a high school that has been called out on stuff like this in the past. And not only are they aware of it, they've doubled down on it. So I mean, um, knowing who this high school is, it's not surprising still disappointing, but not surprising. Um, now it has come out that Disney told them that they couldn't wear their headdresses during their performance. Um, so Disney stepped in on that account and Disney submitted a statement after this hit social media, Disney spokesperson, uh, Jackie Waller said, quote, we regret the performance took place as it did not reflect the audition tape that was submitted. We have immediately put measures in place to ensure performances reflect the auditions End quote, uh, in a, in a later tweet from Scott Gustin on Twitter, he goes on to say the chant scene in the video was also not included in the group's rehearsal prior to their performance in the park. Apparently, there is a very involved vetting process when it comes to submitting, whether it be your high school marching band or high school choir, whatever organization you want to come perform at Walt Disney World, apparently there are a lot of boxes that you have to check off on the list, so to speak. There's a lot of things that you have to do right. I found out once all of this hit the social media. So um, it's uh, it's very disappointing. And I understand uh, any people who are upset about this. Like I said, I I watched the video and I can't believe I heard what I did. And this is a high school that performed in Disney in 2020. With their headdresses. So Disney, I mean, they kind of knew what they were getting in bed with. At least they had enough foresight to say, hey, lose the headdresses this time. But still, um, not a great look. And um, mm, very disappointing. Um, uh, and hopefully next week uh, we won't have some new horrible... Horrible uh, story coming out of Walt Disney World to talk about, uh, but Disney does regret the involvements of the Indianettes and their performance and their chant, uh, which I can't believe in 2022, uh, this high school and the adults involved with this marching band and performers thought was okay. Okay, so that's enough doom and gloom. Let's talk about some stuff that is actually happening in the parks. Yes, please and thank you. We're getting closer and closer to the Tron light cycle run opening. Eventually. I'm still saying maybe October. I say October. I have no concrete evidence. That's just me coming from the sunny shores of uh, speculation nation. Uh, But I think sooner rather than later, regardless, this new roller coaster coming to Tomorrowland will be opening soon. Uh, and this week we saw a, um, not so high speed, uh, push pull test vehicle moving the, uh, the Tron bikes through the, uh, through the track. So, you know, Uh, it's getting closer and closer, guys, so, you know, that's gotta make you feel good. And speaking of closer and closer, we are getting closer and closer to the return of the Walt Disney World Railroad in the Magic Kingdom, because this thing has been closed for years because of the Tron light cycle run construction. Um, I've I've made this point before, the morning monorail, the entire time that podcast was up. This attraction, the railroad, never opened during the run of the Morning Monorail to give y'all kind of a... uh a frame of reference. But uh, last week, in addition to seeing the uh, testing on the Tron light cycle run, we got to see uh, the Walt Disney World Railroad uh, testing in the Magic Kingdom in the Storybook Circus Station. Uh, It's just kind of nice to see the railroad up and running a little bit in the areas that it could, because we know uh, Walt was a big proponent of railroads and just modes of transportation in general. But uh, while testing is encouraging to see, it's unlikely that the return of the railroad is imminent probably likely that the Tron cycle itself will need to be completed or close to being finished before the train is able to be fully operational. So going back, let's hope I'm right that the Tron cycle is up and running by October because that would mean that the railroad, in theory, would be up and running uh, sooner rather than later too. Uh, let's head over to Animal Kingdom. Uh, a few weeks ago, we were talking about how... Uh, a celebration of a festival of the Lion King was getting closer and closer to running at full capacity, uh, running uh, eight, running eight shows a day. Uh, in the immortal words of Lee Corso on College Game Day on ESPN, "Not so fast, my friend." They have uh, dropped from eight times a day to now seven show times, starting on April 25th. Uh, the only exception to that rule is going to be on Saturdays. Saturdays, they will retain eight show times, but Sunday through Friday, you're looking at seven show times. Uh, the schedule will then be bumped up to eight show times a day starting May 21st because Disney will probably be uh, likely preparing for a very busy Memorial Day weekend. Uh, and speaking of the celebration of the festival of the Lion King returning to full capacity, one of my highlights of the show. The Tumble Monkeys are returning to the show. Disney just announced that the Tumble Monkeys will be coming back to the show itself, quote, this summer. The announcement didn't give an exact date, but the development follows the reporting that Disney was looking to hire cast with Trampoline Experience. And, I mean, if you've seen the show before, Tumble Monkeys are pretty much a trampoline-based act. So, uh... Disney has also been casting uh, dancers with aerial abilities. So, I mean, there are parts of the show that have yet to be added back, particularly, uh, I believe it's, uh, the bird dancers who kind of, you know, soar above the crowd and stuff like that, which aerial abilities, dancers, you would think that would lead to that. So one step closer to one of the highlights of your day in the animal kingdom, returning to full strength, thumbs up on that. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for me today. Uh, that's all the Disney news I want to talk about. And uh, more accurately, that's all the uh, news that my migraine is going to let me talk about today. So, uh, Steffers, you can follow her on the Twitter. That's AsianZing95. Follow her on the other socials at a- at Adventures with Steffers, not Avengers with Steffers. Be sure to subscribe to Adventures with Steffers wherever you get your podcasts. We're talking the Apple, iTunes Store, Spotify, Stitcher, All the other good stuff. Uh, Follow me on Twitter, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best. Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me, 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also run a website, ButtMunchChips.com. ButtMunchChips, sit on your munch. I also appear on The Phil Show, News Talk 987WOKI, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at NewsTalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app and the News Talk 987 app at... As well. Uh, we will be answering the listener question we posted last week in next week's episode when we get the band back together. If you could buy an individual lightning lane for a character meet and greet or possibly a uh, special experience, um, what would it be and why? And uh, since Steffers was the one that proposed this question, we're extending it to Universal because of course we are. Uh, So first, the absent Steffers, I'm the hurting Landon. Thank y'all for joining us on another episode of Toss Does Disney. I'm dying, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Thank a cast member. Thank a team member. Uh, uh, Disney and Universal, pay them a living wage. Uh, They make the magic at your parks happen. Uh, if it wasn't for them, magic wouldn't happen. Uh, be decent to each other. You don't know what's happening in everybody else's life and you don't know just how much a kind word can go to somebody else and, uh, take care of your mental health. That goes to you too, Disney creators. I know some of you are hurting this week. So take care of yourself. Love you guys. You've been great. We've been Dawes Does Disney. You know there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well heck there's even a couple things I can do very well but when it comes to graphic design that is one thing I cannot do at all thankfully I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia you know and love their work the sleek and soon to be beloved logo for this very podcast does does Disney that was them the classic morning monorail logo and all its variants that was love of the mouse too and not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia